Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Nats Nightly's back on the air, coming to you live from high above National Park, where they're putting the tarp back on the field after a rainy night of baseball in the nation's capital. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Tom Bridge from the District Sports page on the phone. Um, my day started at 4.30 a.m. in New Jersey, a four-hour ride to get down here, a day's worth of riding, and then a long game. The last thing I wanted was a rain delay in it, and the next to last thing I wanted was a shutout. After last night's scoring, the Nationals get shut out tonight, and just an ugly night of baseball all around. Not a lot of offense by the Nationals, a few errors that cost them, and a few bad pitches by Jordan Zimmerman that cost them runs. At least, uh, at least they kept the rain delay to 27 minutes for you. I was uh, glad to see the uh, season short rain delay for you, especially with given your travel situation. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, not a great night uh, for the Nationals here, and uh, you know, de- definitely the kind of any kind of game you were hoping that they'd just show some spark or, or show some anything. But uh, you know, they put out two hits tonight. They had more errors than hits. And I'm not sure if, if if this is just me or not, but I'm pretty sure that's not how you win baseball games. <laughs> that's definitely not the formula you're looking for. Start with we'll start with Jordan Zimmerman on the mound, nine hits, a walk, six earned runs, three and a third last time out in Milwaukee in front of his hometown fans that were there to see him. But he was back in DC tonight where he had a two five eight ERA, two nine seven fifth, two forty six, two ninety six, three ten line against before the start of tonight's game, four scoreless. But Steven Souza and the catcher Kazali get him with solo blast to less than the fifth. Souza crushes a 1-1 slider. Kazali gets a fastball up in the zone, puts it out 2 nothing at that point. One out, first and third in the sixth. A grounder off of uh, – gets a double play grounder up the middle, but it goes off of Ian Desmond. Desmond rushes the throw to first, doesn't get either out. So they end up scoring again there, 3 nothing at that point. Just – a better Jordan Zimmerman on the mound tonight, I'd say. He wasn't as bad as he was in the last two outings when he really struggled to throw strikes and command his pitches, but it did leave two up tonight that cost him. Hey, yeah, and you know, I was going to say, I'm sure he wants those pitches back. But, you know, I was going to say, out of all of the mistakes he made tonight, those two, those were the two that killed him. Uh, still had eight strikeouts tonight. Still had seven full innings pitched. Uh, I, I definitely don't worry about starts like tonight where, you know, you're just going to say that's really a, a two-run uh, two run outing except for uh, Desmond's error there in the seventh. And, you know, it's just one of those places where if, uh, if, if no one's scoring for you, by, you know, if no one's scoring behind you, if your team can't put up the hits for you, you're going to lose ball games on night, nights like tonight. And it, it feels in many ways like a lot of the good starts early in his career where the Nats just couldn't seem to find run support for Jordan Zimmerman. And uh, very disappointing uh, to see, you know, Zim put up a, a really solid night tonight, uh, those homers aside, and come away with a loss. Not that wins and losses are mean a whole lot in the statistics world, but uh, it's definitely something where you just kind of look at that and say, "Man, he pitched way better than he than the Nats deserve tonight." With some injury issues and using a lot of pitchers and even some position players last night, the Tampa Bay Rays were in an odd situation. They're supposed to have Matt Andreezy go tonight, but they decide to go with a uh, starter by committee. They send Steve Gelt out there for two innings. He holds the Nationals hit list. And Andreezy comes on, throws four innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, two Ks. They piece together a start, go to Jepson after that, Brandon Gomes, uh, Ronald, Ronald Belsario in the end. 
Matt Williams said it's no different than you facing any other pitcher. A little awkward, though, here having to face a total of uh, five different pitchers. They piece together a start with relievers and end up shutting the Nationals out. I don't know how much that affected them to have a new pitcher out there every couple innings, but Nationals didn't come up with much after pounding out 23 hits and 16 runs last night. It's uh, you know that it'll dis- disrupt your rhythm as a player. Um, you you're not going to be able to to kind of settle in, you know, see what you need to see and, and uh, make the adjustments that you need to make if you're facing a new pitcher every time to the rotation. And you know, given how bizarrely yesterday's game ended up for the Rays, and you know, given that we saw two infielders pitching for them. Uh, you'd have thought that they wanted to get as much as they possibly could get out of Andrisi to, to kind of give everybody else a rest. But, uh, you know, the, the the Rays really made an interesting decision there, especially when you consider that they're at a comparative offensive disadvantage in the National League Park, uh, you know, being used to the uh, designated hitter and used to their pitcher not having to uh, step up to the plate and, and step in. Uh you know, it was a it was a decision that worked out for them tonight. I wrote uh, up on DistrictSportsPage.com today that uh, that was definitely not what anybody was expecting. When after it was announced, there were a lot of people who were like, "Hey, they're just gaming the whole designated hitter thing." Um, it didn't work in their favor. They, they, they had no offense out of a nine slot tonight. Um, but you know, by the same token, they may have felt that they were in uh, better. Either they were getting better at bats out of their pinch hitters in that regard. But uh, Andrizi looked really good against the Nats. He shut them up, uh, you know, very nicely, especially after uh, Geltz comes out and throws too perfect for them. So any place where you can get, you know, seven or I'm sorry, six solid innings out of your starter by committee, you're having a pretty good night, and especially if there's six shutout innings. You mentioned the fact, so just go back to last night really quickly since the Nationals didn't do a whole lot to talk about tonight, but they end, the Rays ended up pitching uh, infielders Jake Elmore and bench bat Nick Franklin last night. Wilson Ramos happened to hit two home runs off of him, and I thought it was interesting. He noted it in our uh, game report tonight. According to the Nationals, they cited in Elias Sports notation that Ramos is the first player in the expansion era since 1961 to hit home runs off of two players in the same game who were, quote, not normally pitchers. ESPN's Jason Stark wrote as well that uh, Ramos is the first player to even even go deep twice against position players in the same season since 1983 when Mickey Klutz of the Blue Jays hit two in one game off of Manny Castillo of the Mariners and Ramos. And uh, he writes, in fact, no team had ever hit home runs off two different position players in the same game, let alone by the same two by the same guy. So among all players who debuted in the expansion era, you'd know you how many had ever homered against two different position players at any point in their careers. The answer to that would be zero. And then Wilson Ramos did it on the same night. So if nothing else how crazy is that last night that was such got a, to a little history. That was such a joy to watch last night. And such a joy to watch last night and good to see the Buffalo putting his horns up against uh, a couple of rooks trying to come in and throw, I think, what, 80, 78, 80 miles an hour. I mean, that's like batting practice speed out there. That the Nats only got the two runs off of uh, the position players was kind of a miracle at that point. Uh, so I was going to say, you know, good for Wilson Ramos, good for good for the record books, and definitely one to put on your trivia list for when uh, bar trivia night goes a little bit crazy. Yeah, I think the best part of that was Wilson Ramos saying that he had to do it, basically, because if you go back to the dugout and a, pit, you know, a position player's got you out, the other players are going to laugh at you. So that was humorous, <laughs> at least, if nothing else. Uh, one enough. nice moment, a nice moment and something I really like about baseball at the same time tonight, 
Steven Souza steps in for the first time as a member of the opposition after he saved Jordan Zimmerman's no-hitter, steps in for the first time in Nationals Park, of course, against Jordan Zimmerman, gets a nice ovation from the crowd. It kind of built up there while he was standing there. He stepped out a little and kind of soaked it in, tipped his cap to the fans, which was great to see. He said it was a pretty emotional, pretty high moment after tonight's game. He told reporters that it really affected him and he appreciated it, but my favorite part of it is that he steps in after the applause and Jordan Zimmerman comes inside with a fastball and backs him off the plate. Just absolutely love Jordan oh, yeah. Zimmerman's approach there. Oh, yeah. And that whole situation, that made me smile. That made me very happy for the game of baseball that, you know, Nats fans kind of opened their hearts up uh, a little bit to a guy who got traded in the offseason. To a lesser extent, you know, as Drupal Cabrera got a nice little ovation as he made his first return to Nationals Park uh, shortly thereafter. So it was definitely one of those places, uh, you know, where, uh, you know, Nats fans acquitted themselves well in the public eye. And I was very happy to see that. Those are two great ball players who put in, you know, incredible amounts of effort for the Nationals while they were here. Um, Sousa, especially so given his short tenure, I can't think of anybody who spent so little time with the franchise who so quickly became uh, a fan favorite. And, you know, good on Nats Park for giving them a good quality uh, ovation tonight. They both deserved it. Making a game-saving catch or a no-hitter saving catch, I should say, like he did, is one way to endure yourself to fans pretty quickly. But he was an all-around good guy from all, the, from all the interactions we had with him as well. He was really a humble guy and kind of got humbled by the game on his way up and left the game for a time, came back and worked his way up to the point where the Nationals were able to trade him and get a good deal out of it with Trey Turner, who I got to see the first time today, and Joe Ross is already in the rotation at this point. So. Everything works out for everyone right now. He's getting a chance to start. Possibly Tyler Moore will get that same chance going forward, but kind of the same kind of player there who's a little bit older and ready to play on an everyday basis. And just glad to see Steven Souza getting the start and getting the opportunity to do that. But uh, enough about tonight's game. We look forward to tomorrow. Doug Fister coming back to the mound. He's going to have a tough opponent and Chris Archer on the mound, but. We were, Dave was worried that we weren't going to see Doug Fister again this year when he went down with the injury, uh, tightness in the forearm. Whenever you hear that, you start worrying. But it appears as if Doug Fister, after two rehab starts, is going to be back. The Nationals are going to have to make a move tomorrow. Matt Williams said it will come tomorrow when he was asked if there was anything tonight on that. But Doug Fister is going to be back on the mound in the nation's capital tomorrow night. And that should make a lot of Nats fans real happy to see the crafty guy come up, come up there with his you know, uh, medium speed, but his absolute pinprick location. So that's going to be your biggest key as to whether or not he's feeling good is if he's he's locating his pitches. So, you know, it's definitely one of those places. And I just realized, of course, you know, you do radio a lot and you start to pick up on your own verbal tick. And I think I've used that phrase, one of those places, uh, probably too (laughs) many places this evening. Uh, so I'll just uh, settle and say that uh, if Doug Fister is locating his pitches tomorrow night, we're in for a good, solid uh, pitcher's duel, especially because Chris Archer's had a real solid season. He's, what, 7-4, and 2.0 ERA. Uh, so look for uh, a solid pitcher's duel tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah, Chris Archer's one of those pitchers that I go out of my way to watch, even when I'm not watching the Nationals. So it'll be nice to see him go to work in Nationals Park and see if Doug Fister can match up with him and, Get the Nationals a win after they drop tonight's game, 5 nothing. Uh, also on his way back, potentially, Steven Strasburg made his first rehab start for AA Harrisburg today. I don't know how much of it you saw, Tom. I was able to watch it on MILB-TV while I was writing this afternoon. Six Ks, seven innings. Uh, 
I knew I was going to misread that because I wrote it so horribly. Six Ks, 71 pitches, and five innings pitched. <laughs> 71 pitches and five innings pitched just looks too alike. I'm sorry. I'll just stop making comments about my notes and move forward. <laughs> Six Ks, 71 <laughs> pitches, and five innings pitched for Harrisburg. Matt Williams didn't say his next start will be with the Nats, but all signs point to that. He was up to 71 pitches today. The next one would be 80-85, and as Williams explained, that's pretty much what you're going to get from him in a regular start, maybe a little bit more than that anyway. So if he's capable yep. of doing that, they're going to want him back in the nation's capital. Just a few notes from today's game. Uh, his fastball is locating it a lot better from what I was seeing. They have a nice view on the Harrisburg broadcast from right behind the mound, so you can really see where the pitches are locating Fastball was 96 most of the time, picked up to 98 according to the radar in the stadium, which they were announcing during the game. I didn't necessarily like his curveballs. They were down in the zone. A lot of them were in the dirt. He was bouncing them. Unfortunately for double-A hitters, they were chasing them the whole time, so he got some swings and misses with it. I don't necessarily think major league pitchers are going to be chasing them, but Nationals apparently have seen enough from Strasburg that he's likely to come back and make his next start in the majors. Are you surprised that Fister and Strasburg are kind of back this quickly after you know a little bit of a scare with injuries for both of them? Well, I was going to say, I was hoping they were going to give him uh, a little bit more time to work out some of his control issues, especially because his curveball is, uh, like you said, and that was what I saw in the, in the uh, highlights of the broadcast today, was that his curveball was in the dirt. And while you can get guys in double uh, A to swing at that, getting guys in the majors to swing at that is going to be a lot more tricky. So look for him to come back. I, I was hoping they'd give him another, you know, a couple starts down at double A to kind of settle his groove in, see how he's feeling, make sure he's not throwing himself, uh, you know, into a fatigue hole. Uh, but, uh, you know, by the same, you know, by the same measure, the Nats absolutely need their aces back. And, you know, it, if they're scoring, as sporadically as they are, they need to make sure that they can limit the offense as best as they possibly can for the other squad. And bringing back Strasburg and Fister, who had really solid seasons last year, uh, back to their rotation can kind of help them settle things out. So we'll see if that makes the right decision or if both of them are going to end up spending more time on the deal this season. I'm assuming, and before we wrap up here, I'll just get your opinion that makes sense to me that Joe Ross, as good as he was in two starts, is going to end up going back down to make room for one of the two pitchers. And then Tanner Roark, as good as he's been, is most likely headed back to the pen, which is tough for him. Again, after a big season last year, 15 win plus 3.2 F war, really big season from Roark, and he ends up in the bullpen again. And I, unless they come up with something interesting, uh, it looks like it's going to happen to Roark again, and Ross is going to end up back in the minors when Chester and Strasburg are back. Is that what you're seeing, too? Yeah, I was going to say, I think Ross is headed back to the minors, uh, although we did like what we saw from him this year. Uh, so far, he's certainly a coming attraction that should be up, you know, if they have any more injury issues. And then I think I think Taylor Hill's your likely second move out of the bullpen uh, to move Roark out to the pen and Taylor Hill back off the roster. So, or at least that's how I'm reading it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking at. I forgot to mention the Hill move, yeah. but Roark ending up in the bullpen, they're going to have to make room out there, too. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think that's probably what we're going to see over the next, uh, you know, couple of days. But, uh, you know, that's that's what we're going to see. And, you know, and like Maddie said tonight, you know, they got to play 162 of these things. So there's going to be some injury. There's going to be some movement. And uh, that was why God invented the cliché. <laughs> 
that's a nice way to end. Nats lose five to nothing tonight, <laughs> thirty four and thirty two on the year. They got Chris uh, Archer, like we mentioned, tomorrow against Doug Sister. Doesn't get any easier after that. The Red Hot Pirates, eight of their last ten, seven in a row coming in. Uh, they have another game tomorrow, I assume, but still on a streak and coming in hot when the Nationals have to face them, so it doesn't get any easier. Max Knightley, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Thanks for coming on, Tom, our co-hoster working and traveling, so we're going to have some different hosts on here as much as we can to keep Nats Nightly going over the next couple of days. At Tom Bridge, DSP on the Twitter, at Federal Baseball, if you aren't already following us. We'll talk to you guys. Oh, talk to you. There's no guys this night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> have a wonderful evening. Go Nats. Dog Nats says go Nats as well. Talk to you later. <laughs>